Hello, I am Mary Ellen Harn of Capgemini, and welcome to the World InsurTech Report 2020 podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the key findings from the World InsurTech Report 2020 with Frank Devine, Global Head of Open Innovation at AXA Next, renowned social media influencer Sabine Vanderlinden, and Elias Ganim, Head of Market Intelligence for Capgemini's Financial Services. If you find our podcasts informative, please like them on SoundCloud and share them with your network of colleagues. Well, welcome, Sabine, Frank, and Elias. I'm so excited to talk with you today. And let's just jump right into the discussion. Starting with our first question, which what is the impact of COVID-19 on the insurance industry? Frank, let's start with you. Well, I would say the pandemic situation uh, has not been uh, simple for for every insurance across the globe. So, like all the others, we've been hit uh, around 1.8 uh, billion uh, euro uh, on a top line of uh, one, uh, 120 billion, which is uh, uh, an important amount. I would say that uh, we put to support uh, our client and and, and customers. So it required uh, from us um, a kind of new mindset. We've been uh, agile enough to change and, 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 and I would say to uh, shift uh, the uh, to a work from home uh, mode for our uh, employees, but also uh, distributors, and then to uh, find innovative ways and innovative solutions to uh, serve our uh, uh, customers. Thank you, Frank. Elias, do you have anything you'd like to add? I'd like to add what we've heard here from Frank is the reality from the producer side, a tough moment to keep the lights on and engage. But if we were to take at it, look at it from the consumer side, we really have seen that the customer expectation has raised a lot. He's expecting us to be 24 by 7 next to him. He's expecting us to have the right digital channels to engage with the customer. And finally, he's demanding much more care and support. In time of crisis, they want to feel that they are next to them. I think that's really interesting from both of you. Now, um, really, on one hand, insurance firms are seeing an adverse impact on customer engagement KPIs. And then if you look on the other hand, uh, customers' willingness to purchase insurance from big techs is rising very quickly. Sabine. Can you share your thoughts on this trend and what implications it will have on insurance industry dynamics? It is such an interesting trend, right? Um, What we actually have seen recently is that a lot of uh, large companies tend to concentrate on their existing customers. However, as we all know, we have those new customer segments coming to market, right? We call them millennial. Some of the new one coming as a digital nomad, which is going to affect us, for instance, here in the UK with Brexit. You know, some of us may want to work from our house in Italy or uh, want to work from beautiful beaches in Tulum or Thailand, which actually affect the way we insure. What we have seen recently is that big tech is taking some points of market share within uh, insurance companies. We've seen Amazon, Apple, um, Walmart as well, as an example, entering the insurance market. And what they are actually doing is leveraging their strength to do that, either uh, from a technology viewpoint. When you look at Apple, they are leveraging their tech to start attracting 
new products and services to sell to their target markets. Or when you look at Amazon, they are organizing and developing amazing relationships as well with a number of uh, insurance companies as well as new tech. So the market is shifting and we need to be aware of it. Frank, what do you think about this? Yeah, overall, I would say uh, there is a growing need for uh, innovative solution and notably in, in those type of uh, situation where we face uh, those type of uh, challenges. Um, digital and all the pure players, the big tech, uh, as we call it uh, in the report, are bringing a new standards uh, with their digital capabilities uh, by uh, serving their customers um, uh, with those uh, new standards. And so so it, it forced us, I would say, at some point to improve the way we are uh, using those tech capabilities and, and, and digital as uh, uh, to interact uh, with our uh, customer and, and, and find uh, new ones. But I would say, uh, for the incumbents, um, uh, like uh, we are, uh, we have a huge strength, which is our uh, distributor net network. And uh, we've been hardly working on uh, accelerating the path of uh, digital equipment for those distributors to allow them, actually, to enable them to interact better uh, with those standards uh, in terms of uh, with those digital standards, I would say, to interact better with their uh, customers. So, so let's build this out a little bit more. So we're talking about customers here. So what are customers expecting from insurance firms today? And what does it really mean to insurance firms? Elias, can you give me your thoughts on that? Brilliant. I always love to look at it from the customer perspective. And in the InsurTech report, we, we surveyed uh, thousands of customers and we came up really with five sentences. I'd really like to say them like this because they, they are very powerful. Customer told us, I don't like to wait for accessing a service. I want quick, hassle-free interaction. Then they told us, unusual things are happening in my life. Meet my expectation when interacting, when processing, and when delivering me the right outcome. Think about me as a consumer. I need to pay as I use. And they told us, I am in pain. I am in distress. Be next to me. Care for me. And finally, they told us, be next to me anytime, anywhere. Give me an intuitive, human-centric design and simple to use, adapted to my environment. So this is what the customer is looking for. And to your question about how an insurance should adapt, it's really about responding real time. It's really about having a crisis-proof processes in place to scale and adapt. Is to evolve from a product to an insurance as a utility, to become a caring partner, and finally, to maximize, optimize, and expand the digital experience. This is what is expected. And to link it with what Sabine said, this is where big tech are today. Okay, that's really interesting. Frank, do you agree with this? Yeah, I do agree, and um, and and I would like to uh, add uh, that uh, responding uh, on real time is uh, uh, also not only through the technology, but with the use of the technology, and notably to uh, 
help our uh, distributor network by uh, digital uh, capabilities, which is, as a result, is kind of humanizing the digital uh, channels for uh, customers. And also, uh, from an internal uh, um, perspective, uh, we are uh, using uh, automation uh, on, on, on claims uh, to uh, be able to scale at some point uh, the answer and the, the speed of uh, uh, responsiveness to our uh, customers. So, Frank, uh, just to continue on in this vein, are there specific capabilities that are really critical for industry players to be able to advance across key focus areas now? Yeah, so so um, we are leveraging on on AI uh, to improve uh, the, the the process of of the company. Um, we are, um, uh, as uh, it has been uh, mentioned by Elias. Uh, uh, we are uh, establishing uh, alternate channels uh, for uh, business continuity, and and unlike the pivots, uh, we kind of did uh, uh, at uh, at AXA, uh, but also uh, this uh, need to uh, be done for our client and customers uh, as well. So we need to help them to uh, get these uh, channels for for their business continuity, and that's part of. Uh, part of our job. In the insurance as a utility, I would say uh, uh, we we deliver on-demand services, notably on telemedicine, and I think that's uh, uh, something uh, strong in that type of uh, um, period, and, and notably on the fact that we are delivering telemedicine in many countries at the same time to uh, more than 5 million uh, uh, clients and, and, and customers. And um, I would uh, put emphasis also on, uh, on the real-time uh, support uh, that uh, we provide as a uh, carrier uh, to, uh, to, uh, to our uh, customers and, 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 and being uh, uh, on time uh, to, uh, to, 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 to answer to their needs. Well, thank you, Frank. Sabine, do you have any thoughts on this from the influencer perspective? For me, when you start looking at um, the interesting situation we are in, um, you know, when, when you look at uh, InsurTech and where uh, investment has been made, and I think it's important to, to look at this lens, um, over 40,000 startups have been, I would say, retag uh, as COVID-19 ventures. And just to follow on what Frank mentioned, a big part of those are telemedicine and healthcare, health tech, wellness ventures. And so really understanding what the client needs and uh, why those investments in this type of ventures are happening right now is really, really important because it's an alignment of funding towards what is seen potentially area of, of future growth. On another point from um, a capability viewpoint, I would say that um, what we've seen as well is that uh, to, to, to link back to what uh, clients and consumer wants, who should be at the core, at the center of whatever organization is working on, 
um, you know, that customer is looking for things which matter to them. So friction-free engagement, uh, highly personalized uh, involvement, um, leveraging technology for sure to enable that to happen. But also I see a customer who is looking for an organization with strong values uh, and, uh, and care and purpose, which goes into closed loop. Um, environment, we saw, you know, the um, um, circular economy being uh, part of that concept, uh, as well as uh, the evolution of collaborative ecosystems. So for me, uh, what that means for a lot of players out there is that they, they need to start looking at their business model and what it looks like today and potentially what it may need to look like tomorrow so that they can align um, their strengths uh, and augment those strengths. Um, like Fran said, for example, distribution mechanism in addition to technology to support the customer of tomorrow with the product and services those clients want to buy and want to engage with. I think um, what's important to uh, highlight here is, is uh, that in order to deliver on that uh, purpose, uh, we definitely uh, need uh, to partner with some uh, key uh, selected tech players. And, and that's why we have uh, put in place this uh, open innovation activities uh, within uh, AXA Next, our uh, group innovation uh, structure, where we have uh, incubators, but also a, a kind of a, a business innovation center to support our entities to find uh, very innovative solutions uh, to, uh, to, to the new problem that they are uh, facing. Thank you, Frank. And, and thank you, Sabine and Elias. Um, the one thing I'm hearing today is that the business environment is really changing. Customer needs are really evolving and new players are entering the market. Elias, let's turn to you. Um, what should the industry players do today to be the winner of the future? It's really amazing to listen to Sabine and Frank, who gives the two sides of the same coin from a consumer perspective and from an, uh, an enabler perspective, a practitioner. The way I summarize that is clearly today we have new needs, new players, and a new environment. And within the new players, it used to be easy. It was insurance firms with their distributions. Now we have insurance firms, we have insure tech, and we have big tech. So that's for the new the new players. The new needs is the care and the digital. The new environment is a much more agile economy. So if we bring these uh, situation and we link them to what the customer told us about the caring, the responding, etc., it's an evolution from a product offering to an experience delivering. It's an, also an evolution from an asset-driven relationship to a data where hyper-personalization is at the heart of what we do. It's an evolution from we do it alone to a shared access. And I love the way uh, Frank putting it through all the AXA Next uh, activities. And it's finally an evolution from the build and buy that takes time, costs money, and doesn't deliver on time with current environment to a more partnership where the plug and play becomes the way of doing it. So it's really, to summarize it, it's offering an experience, leveraging data through shared access, accelerated by partnerships.
And Sabine, would you like to add anything to what Elias just said? I definitely agree. We are moving to a world which needs to partner more, I guess, to connect back to the commentary I was making around collaborative ecosystems. The only way we actually, I think, can succeed in the future is really understand how you align strategy to the business model you want to build and uh, become, I guess, customer obsessed and really understand what that customer wants through um, engaging, experiencing, as Ilya said, uh, that human-centered design, which becomes core to deliver the operating model of the future. And then it's about identifying those partners to plug into that ecosystem to deliver the value of tomorrow. That allows for flexibility. That allows for agility. That allows for business to move faster than build things from scratch. So I would concur with what Elia said and um, what Frank said as well earlier, that to be able to do that, you need to build the infrastructure, make the investment and do that strategically, right? It's not something which will happen in three to four months. It's actually something which need to be talked at the board level and be signed off and um, taken seriously uh, for it to succeed. Thank you, Sabine. And Frank, do you have any final thoughts? Yeah, I would repeat maybe uh, on the open-minded um, that uh, is uh, uh, now around uh, the, the industry. Um, definitely in, 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 in COVID, post-COVID situation, we definitely need to find new solutions to uh, those new challenges. And, and for that, I would say uh, innovate. Innovation is uh, at the core of uh, what we intend to do um, uh, in order to become an inventive insurer. And any other final thoughts before we uh, end this podcast today? I'd like just to bring one thought is the InsurTech has evolved and has matured. And in the report, we talk a lot about the three categories of InsurTech, enablers, distributors, and full carrier. And we look, we compare different markets, and clearly we are seeing today that the American market, the North American market, is more mature than the European or the Asian. And clearly, InsurTech is coming to compete or enable even more the, the traditional players. So collaboration, collaboration, collaboration. Now, I've been living in China for three years, uh, from 2015 to 2018, and I've seen the insurtech uh, scene of uh, of China uh, very advanced compared to uh, what I've seen across uh, the globe. And in fact, I agree with you. You well thought, very well thought. Asia is leading the 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 innovation, and big tech there is quite involved into insurance as well. Yeah, very good point. Thank you. I think our world is changing and what COVID has brought about is uh, a recognition that we need to focus on purpose and, and insurance is at the core of what purpose means. If we look at the root of insurance, right, 328 years ago, what I'm seeing from the conversation, the work we are doing is we are transitioning and um, I can see that sustainability, I can see that caring for health and wellness, caring for the environment and looking at climate change is becoming um, top and front center of a lot of strategies for 2021. And we must remember that um, insurance and insurtech can build the business model of the future. And those need to be the right one for uh, the new generations to come. 
To our listeners, you can go on SoundCloud and all major podcast apps and search, listen, and subscribe to Capgemini's World Report podcast series. We'll be back soon with our next podcast in the series. And in the meantime, please connect with us on LinkedIn and Twitter and visit capgemini.com to download the report. This is Designing Momentum, a podcast from Capgemini. Designing Momentum is a show about what it takes to build and maintain momentum in business. When the odds are against you, how do you forge your own path? Original ideas very rarely come from looking in the same place as you always look. So in this show, we'll be turning the spotlight in a different direction that you wouldn't necessarily think to look. Hosted by me, Frank Wammers, and with the help of Rachel Burford, International Women's Rugby World Cup winner, and experts in emerging technology and sport, we'll be exploring why what goes on in the boardroom isn't so different to what happens on the pitch. Make sure you subscribe now in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts.